Do it. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Anders Logic, and we are alone again. Uh, Amanda and Nick are both out of, uh, I don't know, out of touch, out of out of communication. I don't know what they're doing, but they're not here. And so we're going to have to carry the show again. Bobby, you up for it? I think we can do it. Based off of some of the things she was posting, I think she might be camping. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like Amanda. Camping? Oh, we love camping around here. We're big I campers. hate camping. Yeah. Not a big fan of camping. Every week she's either in New Woods or New City. One of the two. What a life. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Pretty cool, actually. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. No, it's it's good to get around, see different places. I um I'm I'm actually traveling a lot more. I don't know if um Whoa. what's happening. Uh, no, well, I don't know. It's not like anything big. Like, you know, we had that Europe trip last year. Uh, this summer, I'm going to Nashville. That should be interesting. Nice. Um, and then we are all going to L.A. pretty soon, which isn't a very big trip for Emilio and I. But, Christian, that's kind of a big deal for you. First time in Hollywood? First time in Hollywood. Do I have to oh, go boy. beside the big lo- I have no interest in that, by the way, if that's like a thing. Oh, the Hollywood sign. Yeah, oh, that, I-, uh, I mean, you'll see it. You don't have to go up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else is there? There's... um. Chinese Man's Theater, is that what it's called? Yeah, there's a little Bray Tar Pits, the uh, uh, LACMA, the, the, um, their Museum of Art uh, there. It's, uh, there's a ton of stuff, but oh What's my the God, the traffic. Called? The one with all the stars? Yeah. Star- I can't remember. Hollywood's Walk of Fame? Yeah, the Walk of Fame, I think. Yeah, this is all ridiculous. Like, it's not even worth looking at, man, really. I mean, you're better off, like, going to Santa Monica and going to Venice and seeing what L.A. is really about. You know, just, like, a mixture of, like, opulence and homelessness that somehow works. It all just kind of works in Venice, dude. There's, like, artistic and then artistic bums and and then, like, super rich Lamborghinis. It's so crazy. Nice. Nothing like yeah. good wealth and equality to bind people together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for Mexico, though, dude. You told me that there was this drink, beer and tomato juice that I've never had. And oh, I, I was riding my bike the other day, actually, and I came up with this taco spot. And apparently it's like the best one in the city. And I had one of those. I just forget the name. And it was delicious. So I spoiled Michelada or yeah. did you have a Clamato? Uh, michelada. Yeah. Okay. Michelada is like the upgraded version. And then you can get, you can get way crazy. We'll get way crazy. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 yeah man. <laughs> You're going to be drinking shit out of coconuts and all kinds of shit. All right. Um, all right. Video games. Uh, yep. Let's talk about video games. So on the radar games that have come to our attention recently, uh, I, I thought we'd go back and talk a little bit about Redfall because last week I had mentioned that game and I thought, you know, I'm not going to pre-purchase it. It's 70 bucks on Steam, although it is part of Xbox Game Pass. It was one of those wait-and-see type of deals, and uh, thank God it was because, oh my God, the reviews. <laughs> uh, this is being called the worst, like one of the worst releases uh, of recent years. It's it's pretty bad. Yeah, we're uh, it's happening more and more again, and I think uh, there's a little bit to what, uh, I think it was a Zap or Wakonius that brought it up uh, last week that, you know, with, now that things are going to the new console generation, the, the ports are just crappy again because we're not good at it yet. Or they're not good at it yet. We're just as good to at saying it sucks <laughs> that, yeah. that we always were. Well, but I think um, there's something to that. 
Yeah, I mean, we should probably outline what the issues are with the game. Um, I'm being told I'm super loud right now, so I'm going to pull the mic back. It feels very strange for me to have the mic this far away from me, but hopefully that's that's better. Wow, it seemed <laughs> fine to me. Okay. Sound, sounded fine to me. But... Well, I'm going to trust the audience here. Okay. Tell me I'm 10 times louder. <laughs> um, but the issues were, first of all, the game has great uh, dated graphics, uh, the AI is terrible, and there are some interesting choices made just on the design side. For instance, um, unlike Borderlands or Diablo or these other uh, co-op games, you your progress is saved to one account. So the host of the game starts the game, and the progress is saved there. So if you want to continue that, kind of like Divinity Original Sin 2, I suppose, if you want to continue that game, the host has to um, start the game. Uh, also, you can't respec into the game. Uh, like you get halfway through the game, you switch up your talents. Sometimes there's a cost to it. You can't do that at all in this game, which seems like an odd choice. You don't see co-op games or uh, games with uh, talent trees do that much anymore. There's always a respec option. So I was surprised to hear that. Uh, and then there's a lot of technical issues as well. A lot of people just complaining about the uh, technical problems, laggy issues with DLSS. So it's it's been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Phil Spencer, what is he? Is he a CEO of Microsoft? What, is that what he is? Anyway, he, uh, he came out and he just out. Oh, he's uh, the CEO of Microsoft, uh, like the Xbox or the video game division. division or something. Yeah, he came out and he was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, like it sucks." <laughs> he's pretty much uh, that they made promises and they failed on those promises, and that delaying the game wouldn't have fixed it um, because there's fundamental issues of just quality and stuff. So they uh, they promised to work on it, but um, yeah. So I mean, it's nice. Every once in a while that somebody comes forward and yeah. they're just honest with about it. And, you know, we yeah, it up. was pretty straightforward. And I think they knew they had a stinker on their hands and they had to release it. You know, this happens in film all the time with that. Uh, there recently that movie Dr. Doolittle with uh, uh, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Like everybody knew that movie was going to be terrible, but the studio mm -hmm. was sitting on it forever. And they're just like, oh, I guess we'll release it in like January or February when nobody goes to the movies anyway or something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this this kind of thing happens. But, yeah, some of the comments he made in the article, I was – you know, I, I never know how to read these like um, these business people, but they seemed pretty honest, like not delaying the game or saying delaying the game wouldn't have helped. I think that's like a reality that a lot of people don't believe. And a lot of people want to sit back and say, like, well, if they had just spent another year on it, yeah, maybe that's the case. But I don't know. I, I have a feeling a lot of times that wouldn't make much of a difference. He also made another interesting comment. He said, um, we want our Xbox community to feel awesome, but this idea that if we just focused more on great games on our console, that somehow we're going to win the console race doesn't relate to the reality of most people. What? So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, they, and he out and out said that you know they lost the console war uh, during the most important time. Uh, they said that ninety percent of people that pick a side stay with that side for the next generation. So they lost the last generation. So they basically automatically lose this generation or the newest generation, which is crazy, you know. And yeah, uh, and position. to come out and say that, you know, that's 
I mean, it's refreshing, but it doesn't save your company. I mean, I think they're doing, I think they're doing okay because of Game Pass and other things that they're doing. But um, yeah, these are things that you usually CEOs do not say. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that he said, you know what, it's not like everybody says, oh, if they just focused on making great games, that would solve their problems. But there's always a divide on what people say they want and what they actually want, like what what they actually say with their wallets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That happens a lot with mobile gaming. People will say like, oh, we don't want microtransactions. We don't want this or that. And then if you release a game that doesn't have all those typical mobile game things in it, it just doesn't do well at all. So. It cannot, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it still has to be a good game on top of that, which is still incredibly hard to make. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and guess that Microsoft uh, stock is going to take a little bit of a dump on Monday morning. I'm curious, but we'll see. Yeah, this is investment advice, folks. You can make yeah. trades based. That's, <laughs> that's why they come here for the investment advice. <laughs> yeah. No, don't please don't. <laughs> Um, well, we did have some listener questions pertaining to specifically this, so maybe we could bring those up. Um, let's see. How's my internet today, by the way? Is my video all right? Is my audio okay? Wow. Uh, a small stutter, and we were fine, but yeah. Oh, okay. So I had I, I had issues last episode, and I was frantically trying to fix it. Turns out it was my router. Like, I was so pissed at my ISP. And then I did the old unplug the router, plug it back in, and it works, which worries me a little more because I just bought this router. I upgraded to Wi-Fi 6 recently. So I don't Have know, you, man. You Isn't rubbed it like a genie? One? What's that? Shouldn't that be step one of any internet issues? Yeah, it should be. But I got a brand new router. I think it would be fine. Oh, like but your hubris destroyed you, Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Well, on top of that, <laughs> my last router never had a single issue. And I, I bought basically the upgraded version of my last router. Like this one's a Wi-Fi 6 version. The other one was a Wi-Fi 5 version. Other than that, it's the exact same thing. You know, it's the newer model, the ACS yeah. router. Are your routers, guys, like big bricks? Like I got a new router and I was looking at all the options. Like they're all huge bricks. They're like tall skyscraper towers, like rectangles <laughs> that go this high. And I, don't I don't get the crazy ones. No, you can get the um, like they got those ones with like eight antennas that look like little spiders or giant spiders. Yeah, I don't do those crazy things. I've got like a 500 square foot studio, man. I don't need anything crazy. I've got four devices connected to these at all times, three or four devices, maybe. You're so, a world-renowned podcaster, Bobby. You know, your router's the most important. You have to rub it like a genie, by the way. That's step <laughs> before one. You just lovingly caress the router and see if it'll work. Yeah, maybe. So we had just bought one um, before I knew I was going to switch ISPs, which then we did. So we can, I kind of had like two brand new uh, current-gen uh, routers. And one was about the size of a like a sandwich. And the other ones, like what uh, Sniper's talking about, these big, like PlayStation 2 type. Exactly, PlayStation what, 2 router. But what's funny is, dude, you pick them both up and they have the same hardware inside. They're the same weight. Like, it's just a big empty box, dude. I don't think we need all that. Maybe they want to trick people into thinking they're getting more value by making the package bigger. I'm tricked, dude. I am tricked. Yeah. I'm like, damn, yeah. this thing must all ass. Speaking of... Ma- I, I gotta, I gotta say this. Uh, when I worked at grocery stores, uh, sometimes a, a fucking um, 
cereal box would be like 15% more, whatever, right? And it's actually less. It's it's insane how crazy they did. So the front of the package is still the same or it'll get bigger, but the the thickness of the package gets thinner. And so it's just the front of it that's 15% bigger. And then you're, yeah, that's what it is. It's 15% bigger, not 15% more. And so you're getting less product, but it's a bigger package. It's ridiculous. America is so weird. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And now it's now it's getting into uh, big uh, big router land. R- routers are like, let's let's follow Kellogg's. It's like that when you I ask mean, two toddlers to compare bodies of water and like different yeah, exactly. dishes, but with adults. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand how that works. <laughs> I mean, even though the routers are getting big, bigger, they are doing a lot better. I mean, it's insane. Wi-Fi six, like I get gigabit on Wi-Fi. That's insane. I don't, I don't use it on my PC. Like I'm hardwired, but on my phone or on my laptop, I, I have to transfer a lot of files between my laptop and my desktop sometimes. So that is nice. But gigabit on wireless, that's insane. Like, yeah, I wouldn't, nice. yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, these listener questions regarding. Uh, Redfall. We've got one from Zap. He says Redfall is officially a hot garbage fire. Hi-Fi Rush reportedly wasn't as successful as Bethesda wanted, and Microsoft hasn't published a really good AAA game in years, especially when compared to Sony and other AAA publishers. Do you think Microsoft Studios are mismanaged? Based on their lack of quality output for the last years, are you worried about Starfield? Well, it's funny because Warconi has brought up why I have Starfield as a counterpick on our um, gaming uh, fantasy. And the counterpick means you're betting it's going to do bad, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I don't remember what my thought process was when I made the pick, but it's looking like a better and better pick as we go, you know? I I mean, just based on what Zap's saying here. Um, It's unfortunate that Hi-Fi Rush didn't do as well as they wanted it to do. Like, I thought it was a great game. Great. Well, I think um, critically, people really liked it. And it seemed like a lot of people, I don't know. I, I'm kind of surprised to read that statement. So he says, Hi-Fi Rush reportedly wasn't successful as they wanted. So it's kind of like back in the day when they were talking about, EA was talking about Battlefield 4, one of the Battlefield games. And they're like, oh, yeah, we missed our mark with that. And what they meant was they were trying to make like 80 bazillion dollars and they only made like 60 bazillion. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, OK, it didn't do as well as Bethesda wanted, but the game was critically well received and a lot of people did buy it. I mean, if you look at the Steam page, you can see that it, it did pretty good. And to me, that was kind of a, a surprise. I didn't see this game coming. It was just kind of dropped on us. So it, I don't know. Maybe it's that's the reason that it was just kind of dropped on us. So it seemed like it did better. Yeah, we talked about that, about their marketing strategy. Like, here it is. And we were like, whoa, okay, let's play mm-hmm. it. Um, another thing, too, uh, I don't know how this works, right? It's it's a game within Microsoft for Game Pass, right? So uh, are they paying themselves per download? How the, how does this all work? Is it I guess the success is, is – um, by how many downloads and play time go on game pass, but it doesn't generate any money, you know? Yeah. Well, they're trying to push the game pass subscription. Yeah. Unless it's sold subscriptions. And I'm sure there's a way that they could track that to whoever like signed up and then played it immediately. But a lot of those people are probably using like the, 
the the free first month and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. who knows? These are kind of yeah. like sky is falling on a I don't know. Like one game comes <laughs> out and they're like, oh my god, is Microsoft Studios miss like dude? Like fucking Age of Empires, Forza, like uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like they're making bangers. You know, like they're making some sure. of the best games ever fucking made. <laughs> sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, that's rare. That's rare. But they are under, um, not the adjective rare, but the g- development studio rare. But that is under Microsoft's umbrella. And, you know, he asks, do you think Microsoft game studios are mismanaged? I have no idea how to manage a game studio, dude. Like, I have, I have zero <laughs> input on that. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I say yes. Based on, based on nothing. Based on zero experience. I'm hearsay. Yeah. In Starfield, I don't, I don't care about Starfield. Whether it's good or not, I probably won't play it. That's the one that's going to be like, um, it's supposed to be like Fallout in space or something, right? Or yeah, I think who's so. the big name behind that? Bethesda? Uh, Bethesda. No, I thought there was a developer. That is the developer. Bethesda. Bethesda. No, no, I mean like a care, you know, like a Peter Molyneux or some some type. Oh, I mean, that's gotcha. always attached to these types of things. Um, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. Um, it's mm, I don't remember though. It's the big yellow star from Kirby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then um, I guess Warconius also says something about. Oh. Um, where is it? Oh, here we go. It looks like Arcane is getting thrashed. Has Arcane made any good games? Because uh, I, I think didn't they drop the ball on their their bat? Oh, this is Arcane Austin. Yeah, uh, we talked about this last week. They uh, they made Prey and Dishonored. Um, okay, the, the new Prey from twenty sixteen twenty seventeen. People really like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Critics are destroying that game. Prey is a critical darling. And uh, this okay, are you going to read the question? <laughs> what? I feel like you're kind of scanning the question. Oh, the one okay. from Morconius. Uh, yeah, it looks like Arcane is getting thrashed for Redfall. Critics are destroying that game. Prey is a critical darling, and this game clearly is disappointing a lot of people. We've seen this story before. Who has the biggest fall from grace in PC gaming? Bioware, Maxis, CD Projekt Red, Blizzard, or go back further to 3D Realms. 3D Realms, so I'm, I, I assume he's referring to the Duke Nukem game. Mm-hmm. Duke Nukem Forever that didn't come out for like, you know, spent 10 years in development, finally came out, and it was not very good. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I've brought it up before, like grace with it, does grace mean profitability because if so then blizzard cannot be counted in there i think they're doing excellent yeah they've had some scandal but financially they're doing just fine i mean even with everything surrounding that mobile game it still made a ton of money and you know bioware and maxis i don't think they really had a fall from grace they just kind of made a deal with the devil along with visceral uh, the devil being ea and uh then they got chewed up and spit out and um so I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of blame you, EA for that. <laughs> if you're considering Grace as um, how fondly people look upon them, I would say, yeah, Blizzard's number one. But CG Project Red kind of made good on on their game, you know, Cyberpunk, after a f- couple years. Apparently it's an extremely good game now, but, you know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's hard to say. I feel like a lot of this is perception too. Yeah, Financially, sure. I feel like they're all all doing just fine. 
Yeah. But it, it's okay. It, and it's super easy to win people back. You know, you come out with a good game and all of a sudden everyone's on your side again. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Fighters always say um, you're only as good as your last fight. So it changes everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm less and less interested in AAA gaming these days too. Which we, we've got a lot more listener questions coming up regarding like console and PC. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. But let's get back to some video games here. Yeah, if you don't um, want AAA, I got the game for you, man. It's Spider Heck, not Spider Hell, Spider Heck. Um, uh, I think this kind of was uh, people were streaming it and uh, it gained some popularity there. Um, I get a very like rounds or um, duck game type um, gameplay loop. Uh, so you're up to four players playing against each other. And um, you are a little spider. And so instead of jumping around, you can crawl all the way around uh, the games, game world because you stick to the walls. And then on top of that, you have a little Spider-Man kind of um, uh, like a, a thread that you, you, you can swing around on. And then so all of that adds to the craziness that's going on. Everybody's playing on one screen. It's a versus, you know, um, a last man standing type thing. Um, and then you have guns and, and uh, what do you call it? Lightsabers and stuff, like crazy stuff. So um, it looks really fun. I like the color palette that they picked for it. Uh, the levels look um, uh, fun. Like very, It's very positive with 1,300 reviews. That's 93% right now. Hmm. Yeah, looks pretty good, but uh, I don't know. There was another game very similar to this that you guys talked about recently that uh, I kind of felt the same way about. It's just like, yeah, it looks like it'd be fun for about an hour or something, but I can't I can't see myself playing it too much. It also has a PvE uh, wave survival <coughs> in single player and multiplayer. Okay. Well, that, um, I don't know how fun. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how fun that is or what you're even fighting. Um, I guess it looks like little drone things, but yeah. Hmm. I like the graphic style. All right, I just got one game I, I was going to bring up this week, and this is kind of a weird one. It's called TMNT Splintered Fate. So it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. It is only available on Apple iOS, though. Uh, the game says it's, from what I read, it's supposed to be like a Hades clone, although I'm sure it's not as good. But it's got the Ninja Turtles in it. And it's kind of a mobile game, kind of not. So I'm not really sure what to expect here. But just the whole idea of mobile games, and especially Apple-exclusive mobile games, seems so strange to me. This came up months ago with LEGO Star Wars Battles, I think it was called which I thought was a really good idea for the game, but it suffered from some mobile tend- mobile game tendencies, you know, the microtransactions and the pay-to-win stuff. Um, but it seems so strange to me that a game would just be exclusive to Apple iOS. And you can actually play these on an Apple computer. So it's not really an iOS game exclusively. Like, just, like you could play it on a computer if you had an, at a Mac, but... There's no way to play this on a Windows machine hmm. or, I guess, an Android phone. It's I, I'm surprised that any company would want to limit themselves because as far as I know, 
it's really hard to get harder than everywhere else. It's really hard to get a game onto Apple iOS. They have the highest restrictions, like the highest bar. And um, I don't know why something would just pop up on there and not other platforms. Maybe Nickelodeon has a, you know, they're in the pocket of Big Apple or whatever it is. It could be any number of things. It could have been an exclusivity contract where, you know, Apple was like, hey, this looks pretty good. It's going to make some sales. Let's front them some money. You know, just like exclusivities you worked on consoles. Uh, maybe. This is by Viacom International. I I don't know. I can't imagine it's very good. But, you know, there was that. I'll play anything Ninja Turtles. I played that really bad one that came out maybe four years ago on PC. It was just, oh, God. It was just such a generic beat-em-up brawler. Not Not the good one. There's a good Ninja Turtles one. Did you see the trailer for the new movie, Bobby? That one with that really weird art style? Yeah, really weird art style. And the that turtles animated? are really young, dude. They're like 13 yeah. or, you know, 12. Yeah, it looked... I don't know. I'm weird, man. Like the, I, I don't like animation as much as I used to, especially when it comes to Ninja Turtles. I, I, I love the old live-action ones from the 90s, but... The animated ones, the, I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out, though. We'll see. It could be good. You know, what's interesting is, um, you know, this new this new animation style that kind of got it, it got exploded with um, uh, Miles Morales um, into the Spider-Verse, I think was the first one where I was, oh, this like kind of 3D, mm-hmm. but still 2D animation. Um It doesn't look good on when you're watching it on your computer screen or anything like it, it doesn't. When I see the trailers for this for the sequel, I'm like, that does not look good. But I know when I see the movie, it's going to look fantastic because it blew my socks off when I first saw it. But yeah, it, for some oh, reason, did you see it in the theater? Um, did I? Yeah, I think so. I took Mila to go see it, and mm. it, it looks fantastic. But it just like like the Turtles movie. But that's why I brought it up. You think uh, it's the size of the screen, or you think it's I don't know else? what it is, man. But yeah, I've I'm like. Doesn't look good, but I know if I go see that movie, it's going to look phenomenal. But yeah, that. some things just look way better on a giant screen. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the good Ninja Turtles game is Shredder's Revenge. That's the good one. The bad one is Portal Power. Avoid Ooh. that one. <laughs> they won the name challenge there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, and that was what was that? Do we want to shout it out, Bobby? Uh, TMNT Splintered Fate. Yeah, Splintered Fate. Stay away from that one, too, or, or if you can even play it. Yeah. Or maybe it's good. Who knows? But you know what? A, tur- a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Hades sounds awesome, by the way. Yeah. Anything Hades. Like totally Lego Hades. Fucking, I don't know. Uh, anything. All right. So um, what else do I have here? Starship Troopers Extermination. Uh, this is a... Uh, co-op first-person shooter um, where, you know, kind of kind of like the Aliens game that came out um, a couple years ago now. Uh, co-op, you're going through, you know, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? It's kind of like um, Left 4 Dead or something like that, but with these arachnid... Uh, what's the name of these aliens? Do they ever name them? There's Are they buggers? Oh, no, no, that's... Uh, that's... Um... That's something else. It's yeah, I think the Ender's uh, game. Yeah, Ender's game. It's like arachnids. I don't know. Anyway, I've always liked this. Uh, I've always liked Starship Troopers. I like the movie a lot. 
Um, I like the book. Um, and I feel like their games always fall short. They had the RTS. Bobby, did you play the RTS? I did not. And they are called the Arachnids. The Arachnids, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is a good way to shoehorn them into a game, I feel like, uh, if they pull it off. Um, I feel like... The colors in it's a lot brighter than I would expect. It's like you're in a desert, right? And it's just the bright blue sky. And these games are usually dark or indoors or stuff like that. So it's definite in that in that way. It's hugely different. But I don't think I've ever played a um, Left 4 Dead style game that was just out in the daylight. Um, Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting choice kind of t- these games end up not being scary anyway because you're with other people so fuck let's put it in daylight and show everything off um yeah hmm. off world industries they made squad yeah off world industries that this sounds is, this is pretty cool yeah I think. if they pull this off this is going to be great yeah well, the- i think it's going to come down to two things one you got your core gameplay loop like it's actually got to be fun shooting the bugs um and two you've got to have the uh i don't know what you would call it but the game outside of the game the progression um you got to level up your characters get new items that's got to uh it's also got to be like a a factor like you, you want to progress so the problem with the aliens game what was the aliens game that was like fire team fire, fire team, team yeah nice. yeah so the problem with that one was the outside of the game was fine the whole progression and the getting new items that was that was good but the actual gameplay was just so boring the environment was boring the enemies were the same it just so it's like a, a, a push and pull thing. So like the outside of the game has to motivate you like, oh, you want to keep playing because you want to get these upgrades, but you don't want it to be the only reason that you play. If the gameplay act, like really sucks, then it just feels like a grind. Uh, Left for Dead, and I'd say even Back for Blood, they managed to do both of those very well. Uh, you know, you want to, well, Left for Dead doesn't have any progression. Um, I mean, that was like 2008 before. That was really in a lot of video games or a lot of, like co-op FPS games like this. But um, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. I don't really see anything in the screenshots or anything in the video um, or anything. Replayable classes. Okay, class progression system. Unlock new weapons, equipments, and perks. It reminds me a lot of uh, Deep Rock Galactic. They're going for the co-op only gameplay instead of squad, which is massive PvP. And they're doing it more of a tactical... A, a tactical starship troopers game where you set up uh, like defenses and you make a plan to defend against the bugs and it's more of like a wave survival thing which i'm excited for this uh, i think they've had a couple betas i just haven't caught one yet but if they're actually running the betas and taking temperature of the community and then changing the game before they release it i think that's a good sign at least yeah you know um it's funny i'm just thinking like comparing it to everything else I don't think there's been a game where you're shooting at like the minions are every single minions bigger than a human. You know, these are like the minions are huge. These mm-hmm. arachnids. And um, in the, in the movie, I remember you had to shoot them in the joints to kind of like knock them down off their feet. And then you shoot them, get close and shoot them off. their feet. So if there's like all this going on, like you, you have to strategize how you're going to take down one but you're also dealing with 15 as a team. That sounds pretty sweet. They, 
I hope they don't drop the ball on this. The description sounds good. It's coming out May 17th, so we'll find out very soon. You know yeah. what's interesting, talking about these types of games, um, I was talking to someone on Discord, and they told me that Back for Blood, or Turtle Rock has announced they're not releasing any more content for Back for Blood. Like, the mm. game is just... Uh, it is course. what it is now. So they've had three expansions. Uh, I have one of them. I didn't play the other two. But they also sell an annual pass, which sounds weird for a game that has no new content. But yeah. that was the game that I was trying to think of like a week or two ago when I was trying to think of the game that took through the people who pre-purchased. Because if you bought the annual pass or like the deluxe edition when the game first came out, by the time that... Uh, Tunnels of Terror was actually released. Um, you could buy it for cheaper than what you would have paid when you mm. pre-purchased it. So the people who pre-purchased ended up getting screwed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I might go back to that game this week. I reinstalled it. I, I remembered how much I really enjoyed that one. I'm going to go ahead and well, I'm not going to guess. I'm going to hope that they release this on Game Pass. When you make a multiplayer game like this, like a squad, three or four people, it's great to put it on Game Pass because one download and they tell two friends and they tell two friends and, you know, it just naturally, let's go play this because it's AKA free. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, these games, you definitely want to do that. Especially if you're looking at 16 player. Co I mean, it just seems... Like a big lobby to fill, you know, for... Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Wait, 16? So... I misstated the number? No, yeah, 16 players can team up in squads of four to defend your base, complete objectives, gather resources, and kill every bug in sight, Bobby. Okay. So it's still co-op. All, all the 16 players are still on the same side. In the yeah. same instance or whatever. Yeah. Unless you okay. want to join the bugs, Bobby. You don't want to join the bugs, do you? <laughs> I don't know, uh, man. I feel like the bugs might have the advantage. I don't see anything on Game Pass for this. So, yeah, it might just be on Steam. And they do not have a price yet. Because it looks expensive. So we'll see. Because When you make a co-op game that's 60 bucks, it's like, ooh. Hey. I don't know if you can do that, man. I, I, mean, I don't know if you can make a, a game that you want to play with your friends and everyone's got to buy a $60. Well, Redfall. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think fundamentally broken. Deep Rock Galactic did it perfect. Thirty bucks, you know, thirty bucks isn't too much. You could talk a friend into thirty bucks. And that was I don't know. You Starship Troopers extermination. Thank you. Um, speaking of thirty bucks, Bramble is thirty bucks. Bramble, the Mountain King. Um, I mean, the comparisons right away you're going to see is it looks like. Um, like little nightmares or inside it's a, a you play as a small child that um, is going through Nordic fables you just sneak out of your room one night and crazy shit starts going down you and your little sister it's a single player game but um, these type of games I end up playing with uh, Mila we just pass the controller and I'm a big fan of these you know once once I saw this I realized how I was like, okay, I loved inside. I loved a little nightmares one and two. And I guess I'm just a fan of the, the, the style. Um, I think when you just make a, a simple side scroller, um, there's so much more you can do when you're not worried too much about the mechanics. You can do so much more with the story and the visuals. And, um, 
yeah, I'm I'm a fan of these side scroller story based um, games. I don't know why you're always a little child, but it's cool. And then um, the um, Nordic fables I'm not familiar with, so uh, it's cool to see a bunch of new stuff that I hadn't seen before. There's some really creepy stuff in it. They're always really creepy, too. This looks awesome, dude. Yeah, dude, it looks really good. Oh, and then the reviews. So 606 reviews, 97%, overwhelmingly positive. Pretty good. Um, 30 bucks. So I think I'm going to put it on the wish list right now and wait for a sale and pick it up then. Nice. This is a merge game published by Merge Games too, and they just did uh, they just did that other small game that we've been playing, Small Land. I don't know. They've been releasing some bangers lately. Good job, um, Christian. You, we have Family Share set up or no? Yes, sir. We do, and I love yeah. it. You and the old lady should play um, uh, the Little Nightmare series or Inside or any of those. They're okay. Really good. They're okay. excellent. We still have to and beat. So casual too. We still have to beat. Uh, uh, not not inscription, um, the oh, immortality. We're immortality. like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's getting so weird, and we're. J- I feel like I know everything. I just haven't a hundred percent of the game. So maybe maybe that's beat. Maybe that's beat enough. Yeah, I think Bobby decided that like whatever. His his finish line was a lot shorter than Daisy's. It sounded like, or maybe. No, I've actually watched all, all the clips, but yeah, it's. Um... You can have very different experiences in that game. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, just really quickly, uh, Steam has updated their search bar finally. Um, it's It works like a Google search bar or more like one now. Uh, you can misspell things. You can look up um, developers. Uh, you can look up publishers. Uh, you can just put in a category, and that all should work now. Um Welcome to 20 years ago, Steam. Good job. It's a long time coming, and they needed to. So it's a good thing they did. Um, Let's see. What? um, I had a good tie-in right now. Oh, speaking of, like, goalposts and when you think you're done with a game. (coughs) I finally finished Returnal. Uh, We're going into highlights now, games that we have played. Um, and yeah, so I've been talking about it for fucking, I don't know, six months now, three months. I don't know, but I talk about it every episode. I finally beat it. And it was, uh, it was a, a journey, man. Cause I got to a point where the second to the last level was kicking my ass. And I was like, am I just not good enough of a video gamer to fucking get this done? Like I, I was really considering just giving it up. I was just like, Yeah. I think I'm too old, too slow. And then, um, you know, as I was complaining about my ineptitude to uh, to uh, JP Diddy, I kind of came on. I was like, oh, you know what? I should probably just like farm the previous level. This is like Binding of Isaac 101. Like, yeah, just farm more when you're weaker. And hopefully when you go into the next level. So anyway, I did that. Um, I still lost a bunch but i'm like my fourth or fifth run not only did i beat the level that was bothering me i beat the subsequent level and the last boss all in one run and uh it was so easy (laughs) i was like there's no way that could be the last boss like no way and yeah it was um so it kind of i was like a little underwhelmed i was like no he's got to have a fourth phase or something like i didn't even get hit and so um 
Yeah. So then, you know, I get this ending and this whole game is so mysterious and this whole time and then you you beat it and then you get the answers and it's just more questions. And it's like, hey, play it again and you can, you know, find out more answers to more questions. And I was like, okay. So I immediately started playing again, another run through. And I, you know, maybe an hour in, I'm like, this run through is not different enough to like constitute another playthrough. Like it's nothing's changed really. It just started me from the beginning again. So um, I'm like, okay, I'm done with the story mode. And so I just Googled the, the true ending which is still it's all it's all still mysterious i i mean you get a rough idea of what's going on but not the whole answer so i'm thinking maybe dlc is coming out but i'm going to keep this in, in, installed because the tower of sisyphus which is the straight roguelike uh version of this game where you just climb a tower and kill monsters is still super super fun so yeah um this is my game of the year i'm not gonna say locked in but it's pretty damn it's a sure bet at this point. I mean, there was points where I was just sitting at the edge of my seat and like fucking it's crazy, man. Love it. You make this game sound so good. It's like impossible for me not to play it from your life. Like just every time you talk about it, your your cheeks get like a little rosy and like you, you smile, <laughs> yeah. like you're enjoying life. Awesome. I really like it. Um so Chad's been trying to get me to get, I, I downloaded, oh, Breath's Edge. He's like, this game is made for you. And it's like a roguelike survival in space with crafting in it. I was like, um, I don't like survival or crafting, but I like the roguelike and there is a chicken in it. So it seems fun. So he's like, you got to play this. I was like, I'm, I'm stuck on Returnal right now. And he's like, okay, I'll give you, I'll give that a chance if you give this game a chance. And I was like, um, I'm sorry to tell you, dude, but you can't play this game. It's you're you're not good enough. Um, I don't know what else, how else to say it. Uh, like no offense, but you're 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 going to you're going to rage quit. So we'll we'll see next week. I'll let you know how Chad did with Returnal. That's funny. That's some straight up. That's cold, dude. You're yeah. fucking cold blooded. <laughs> I mean, uh, probably you too, Christian. <laughs> hey. Oh fuck. Hey. Jesus. Earthquake over here. Yeah. yeah. I, I think give it a shot. I mean, it's was, free, you know. I think Breath Edge was free on Epic recently. Yeah, that's how I got it. He told he okay. said go go over there and grab it. So I did, and then I realized how much stuff I left on Epic that I haven't touched. Like I should really get back to Tomb Raider. Uh, actually, that, that might be where I'm headed next. After I finish XCOM Two, I downloaded it. I I play, I've been putting this off for years. I mean, it's been out for I don't know how long. And I've always wanted to finish it. And so finally I installed it. I have so many games installed, guys. So many. Probably like 40 or 50 games. Like just ridiculous amounts. Things I'm never going to get to. But anyway, um, so I installed this. And, you know, the Steam Workshop, first of all, it looks great. For coming out in 2017, I think it was. It looks fantastic. It looks like something that would come out today and nobody would complain about the graphics. Um. It, story-wise, it happens 20 years after the first X, XCOM reboot. And it's so funny because they rescue you. You're the commander, right? Commander. Uh, they rescue you from the aliens' captivity or whatever. And, you know, you've been in this, like, jelly suit in, in a coma for 20 years. And you come out of your jelly suit and they wake you up and they're like, 
tell us what to do. <laughs> You're just like, what? Yeah, they just put you in command of this whole base and the whole resistance, and you're literally coming out of a coma. Like you're, you still have blurry eyes. You haven't peed yet, and it's like, tell us what to do. Um, but besides that, I mean, yeah, this game is so good, man. I mean, there's a reason that it's always said is one one of the most um, the influential tactical turn base. Um, it starts off really simple where you just have the overwatch and the attack, but then as your guys level up, you can branch them off into different classes. Um, oh, and then earlier I, I, uh, was talking about the workshop, how integrated it is with steam and all. It's so easy to mod this. There's a mod called, uh, don't waste my time or stop wasting my time. And so it cuts out all the bullshit, like all the extra cam stuff that, is it entertaining and all the like i mean it just fast forward it's cool at first but then after you see it the first five times you're yeah. just like <clears throat> exactly and then i think there's a slide bar or something where you can like modify how much of the wait time wasting you want um but yeah that's a great mod like everything's going so quick um there's another mod. It's just dumb things like um when you get to the extraction zone you have to go through each character and tell them each one to extract like four turns uh, or one complete turn to get out. Now you just do it with one button, like little things like that. <coughs> um, and then there's all the cosmetic stuff. Like you could put star Wars helmets on them and all kinds of stuff. So it's, uh, there's uh, definitely huge advantages for games being this old that still work that have a deep, deep, um, workshop. Some, somebody could make the Bad Batch mod. My, my million dollar <laughs> idea. Been, for you've been game. dying for this Bad dude, Batch thing, dude. Dude, <laughs> Bitreactor has that unannounced strategy title and they make XCOM. I think they listen to this podcast. I think, Bobby, you know, there's a shot. There's a chance. You know. <laughs> somebody what, hears me out there. Yeah. What you is know, the chance that they're going to get the IP yeah, like, permission? Two people were working on electricity at the same time as it was invented. It was just like it entered the zeitgeist that this was possible. And with the Bad Batch XCOM game, it might be the same thing, you know? How was the new uh, season, Bobby, of the Bad Batch? I haven't watched it yet. I'm so behind on TV. It's fucking phenomenal. I like it anyways. I think it's better than The Mandalorian, honestly. I haven't been watching The Mandalorian. I haven't been watching any TV. Man. Did you guys see the uh, that new thing? Uh, the Two Lives, or what is it called? Uh, Sniper, do you know? Two Where it, 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 it Something like that. It's like um, Star Wars, and then it follows the life of Ashoka and uh, Count Dooku at the same time. Oh, like cool. How, how they went from childhood to where they ended up in the story. No, I haven't seen that yet, but that yeah, sounds it's interesting. It's like a duality type type uh, presentation. Cool. And they do it in the style of, um, you know, the old uh, the puppet show that they did. A puppet? Not the puppet show, but the, the CGI game, uh, the CGI uh, cartoon that was in the style of puppets. <laughs> you guys have any idea what I'm talking about? I said puppets. <laughs> what is the CGI? Are you, are you talking the about CGI the Clone show? Wars? Clone Wars. Yeah, Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Those are styled after wooden puppets. Wooden pup. I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kind of like in um, uh, Team America, those style puppets. So that's what that okay. was the original. That yeah. was the original idea. That's not. Of, that's why they look like that, dude. <laughs> but dude, the t- <laughs> like they actually look like puppets in 
um team america and team america yeah but in the clone wars they do not look like pup but it's they okay do. i don't look at them again okay you've been looking at some pretty cool puppets that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> i believe they're called marionettes right. <laughs> you know back to xcom 2 though for a moment um i have got to pick this game up emilio did you beat it or no no I, i'm just okay. starting again i remember i fell right where you did bobby it was like i think you know in my mind, it came up hot in the heels of X. Like I was just finishing XCOM one when XCOM mm-hmm. two came out, and I was just like, "This is just more of the same." Even though it is, you well, know, I mean, the big difference is ways. you get to play as the aliens in this one, if I remember correctly. I, yeah, I, like I the aliens get have to absorb some of, the some of their their genetic traits and put them into yourself. And then the other thing is, I've always people talk about War of the Fallen even in higher regard than XCOM 2, which is a DLC for this. And for a long time, uh, XCOM 2 was like 10 bucks or 5 bucks. Oh, it's $6 on sale right now. <laughs> right now, yeah. But uh, for years. And then War of the Fallen was always like thirty six ninety nine. They would just not put that DLC on sale for years. War and then, of the Chosen. War of the Chosen, sorry. And then um, I finally, you know, I picked it up finally when I went on sale. I haven't played that. I'm almost... I almost just want to get through XCOM 2 just to get to that game. Yeah, um, well, you can get War of the Chosen for 4 bucks, but the Tactical Legacy Pack for War of the Chosen is $8. And then there was uh, Chimera Squad. I remember that one. I, that was supposed to be pretty good. Uh, mixed results. Mixed, uh, is it? Yeah. Mixed for Chimera Squad. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of got confused at that point like I, I can't remember which ones were good or not but i remember playing the first one and just like being addicted to it i'd come home from work and i would just immediately start playing it until i had to go to bed and then yeah i don't know i, I started xcom 2 and i was just like yeah, i don't want to do this all over again yeah so well now i want to do it all over again yeah all these been, years later time has passed dude i played the first level and i went to bed because it was getting late and i had to wake up for fucking podcast this is the first time it's like like straight from waking up to my computer but uh, um yeah i was like god i don't want to play more fucking xcom dude it's so good um christian you ever played these games no and i'm definitely missing out unfortunately yeah. you'd, you'd love them yeah yeah and you, uh, you should just quit all of your jobs and just start playing video games <laughs> yeah we'll see uh, apparently i like to take on work that is unpaid but the cool thing about this i believe there's like a full star wars conversion and that has me super interested mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that would be good yeah that's xcom too <laughs> fresh off the uh the presses what do you got bobby um i played an old game too so uh i've been playing again with some people on our discord on fridays and they were playing alien swarm reactive drop I had assumed this was the original Alien Swarm, and they they just added some content and called it Reactive Drop. But no, this is a brand new game that came out in 2017. And it's a lot like Alien Swarm. So Alien Swarm came out in 2010, and it was released by Valve. And just out of nowhere, they released this game for free. It it was a tactical, um, real-time shooter, you know, a top-down co-op, four players, and... A lot of friendly fire, so you had to be careful where you were shooting. And it was kind of difficult, and it was a lot of fun. And it, it was just so weird because it was a time when free-to-play games weren't really a thing. And there was also no 
it wasn't like a free to play, but then you buy like the season pass or you there's microtransactions or there's like leveling booths that you have to buy or anything like that. It was just like, no, here's this game completely free. Here it is in its complete form. Um, it, it, it was a really strange thing for them to do. Um, but they apparently made a newer version called Reactive Drop and it plays pretty much the same. You've got... Uh, different characters that you choose and uh, different weapons. You, you play the game, there's progression, you upgrade and get more weapons and items that you can use. And it's actually really difficult. We were trying to play on hard mode because there was a jump between standard and hard that was just, it felt like something was missing there. Like standard mode was too easy and then hard mode was just a little too hard. That's exactly having- what happened in um, Back for Blood. Exactly what happened. Yeah, they eventually fixed that, but yeah, yeah they added the fourth level there. Now, I'm sure there's a hot patch coming down for this next week. <laughs> Five years, six years later. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it is a good game, and it I, I realized playing it how similar it was to GTFO. It is basically GTFO, but from a top-down perspective. Uh, you have to be very slow and strategic in a lot of parts, and then when the action picks up, it gets crazy. Now, in GTFO, the enemies, they sleep and you have to sneak up. There's a, a lot more stealth involved. In this one, not so much. Um, it, it's a lot more fast-paced combat, but it does come in batches. So you have to, like, set up your turrets and uh, landmines and uh, create a defensive perimeter uh, when the action gets crazy. And you have to be very careful not to shoot your teammates because that is actually the hardest thing to do is <laughs> to not shoot your teammates. Um there's also a, a straight up healing class with the medic who has guns. Like you can just shoot a gun, like a heal beam gun or lay down some heals in a circle. Uh, so I, I do like the differentiation of the classes. It's a pretty good game. It's a lot like the original alien swarm. It's not like groundbreaking in any way, um, but it's just a solid game. And it's kind of one that we all forgot about. So I don't know. It's I, 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 I we may go back to it. Like if there's four of us on and we need something to play, but um, it, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Nice a lot fun. of a lot of darkness too. You got to work with. So I found uh, on my guy. I was playing like Sarge, the officer, and he had flares and I thought, yeah, this is like a stupid item to bring along. Do I really want the flares? You know, do I want that over the heat seeking missiles I could be equipping? And it turns out, yeah, the flares are actually super valuable because the darkness is a big problem in this game. I was, awesome. I'm just checking right now if it has a workshop and it does. Um, how do I get to it though? I'm curious what the mods are for this. I'm sure there's a bunch. I didn't know about any of the history of this, Bobby. So thanks for bringing it up. Um, I, cool. Like, and you had a very fun time. I see there's double XP weekends. They're still running, and there's like a degree of progression. Do you find you're going to go back to this, or? I mean, I would play it if other people were playing it. I'm looking at it right now, and there's 600 people playing right now, which is actually good for this this game. But I, I think it might be difficult to just join in with a bunch of randos, especially because it requires so much coordination. But I. If there were other people on the server, and it's a free game too, it's completely free. Dude. So if there's other people like that are around on a Friday that want to play a co-op game, this is actually a really good game, and it's easier than GTFO. Like GTFO is pretty rough, man. Especially uh, connecting with each other. Um, oh Bobby, God, yeah. do you have it installed right now? 
Yeah, I mean, it's five gigs. It's Can not... you click on the workshop and just, I'm curious what, I'm what click... kind of stuff they have. I'm clicking through it, dude. Oh. Star Wars Republic Commando Player Models. Holy shit. Uh, are you are you saying, are you, how close are we from Bad Batch? I mean, we're right there. We're right there. In two different games. Yeah. It keeps coming back. It keeps being relevant. This looks awesome. This would be a yeah. good game to have just for Look game nights. Mods. See, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Everybody, the mod community will let you know what players want, and then you can build games from that. It's happened so many times with Dota to like a thousand other things. Yeah. Everybody wants a Star Wars tactical turn-based game. I mean, this is real real time. It's not tactical, but uh, like the evidence is there. People are making mods for the games that they want. We need a AAA uh, publisher. We need We need Microsoft. We need... Sony, we need somebody on on this making a real game here. I, I can't believe this hasn't been done yet. Um, and you know what? That's probably what's going to kill Back for Blood is there's no there's no mod support for it. There's no mm. workshop. I mean, look at the lifespan that Left 4 Dead has had because of that. Now, I don't know if that's something like people care about financially. It, by people, I mean uh, uh, pr- uh, developers and production studios, like the people making money off these things. Like, I don't know if they really care about that. But from the players, like, it's great when you get such a long life out of a game. Yeah, I mean, transforming. ultimately, I think Skyrim, I mean, this is really an outlier, right? Because uh, the modding community kept that game alive Till now, it's like yeah. fucking ten years. But is that yeah, selling them copies? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And there's some fantastic mods in there. I mean, you got to scroll through all the hentai, but like eventually, you're going to get to some really good stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. Absolutely. I would love to run like a study on moddable versus unmoddable games, but like from a sales perspective, because like I feel like there's people being born who buy Skyrim because they can get like the awesome textures and they see how cool it looks, you know, like it has to impact sales in some, I mean, they released like well, 20 fucking versions of Skyrim, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Well, when the ultimate, or the, let's say whatever the, the newest one is, that was just a lot, not just, but that was a lot of mods repackaged by Bethesda and they made a bunch more sales, but we're talking about a very specific, like uh, Skyrim must've been the most modded game of all time. So it, it's hard to say if that's that's really like an uh, outlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, that was <laughs> 2017. Is what that was. Um, Alien Swarm reactive drop. Yeah, uh, and then two very quick uh, things. So there's games on Netflix, and um, they're actually pretty fun. So uh, Triviaverse is a two-player controller. Uh, I mean, when I say controller, I say TV controller, and you're, pay, you're passing it back and forth. It asks you trivia questions with the timer, and you have four, you know, up, down, left, right, uh, four options. And, uh, yeah, it's one player versus two, and Sam likes to lose to me. She's never won, and she continuously wants to play it. Um, so she got really close. She, I, I barely won by 50 points. Well, do they have categories for these? No, it's just completely random. Okay. They all have to do with uh, movies, don't they? No. No? Okay. No, it's all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, if you get more than one in a row, then you get, um, you're on fire. And you get, like, bonus uh, points, which is good when you, you know, it always has a chance for a comeback. If you just get a few in a row. Very simple. Very easy to play. Um, the other one is kind of like something new. Um for me uh cat burglar so it's a 
kind of Looney Tunes-esque animation, and it's actually really done well. The slapstick, we were giggling throughout the whole thing. Like, it's really well done. Um, you know, it's this whole cat and mouse. It's a dog and cat, but um, uh, one is trying to sneak into the museum and steal the stuff, and the other one's trying to stop the, uh, the cat. And so whenever something difficult comes up for the cat, your play is the cat, um, you're asked three questions uh, in, and they're not hard. They're actually very easy, but there's a quick timer and you have to get all three right or you die and you lose one year hell, uh, your lives and you have to start that section over. Um, and there's probably like, I don't know. In I, I did get the painting. I might've maybe 15 sequences you have to complete before you have three lives to finish 15 sequences, but it's not the same all the time. It's, it changes every time you die. Uh, I'm sure there's a limit to it, but they keep telling you, they're like, it's different. You're going to want to play. But the characters are telling you, cause they put a lot of work into this cause they have to make a whole new animated sequence for every one of these. So uh, yeah, a lot of work. <laughs> it was very enjoyable. I liked it a lot and you know, whatever, 20 minutes maybe for me to beat it. So it was fun. And then uh, had it not been too late, I might've wanted to play it a second time. Um, it, it was good. I can definitely, since we all have Netflix uh, anyway, that's something you can do. Bobby, I know you steal yours, but that's okay. Oh, they're changing the rules on that. You kn- yeah. I don't know how that's going to work out. The pad, the account. Sharing. I know how it's going to work out. You're not going to have Netflix anymore. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely use Netflix yeah. anyway. Like, I never watch it at, at my place. Uh, okay. Before we mosey on out, we're going to talk about DLG Con 2023. Aren't you guys excited? Yeah, it's filling up quick, man. Yep. So we have uh, a little form to gauge interest. Um, you can find that on the Discord or down below in the show notes. It's happening from November 3rd to 6th. We have 14 people coming so far and we don't haven't locked down the exact property that we're going to stay at but we have outlined what the options look like for four properties so depending how many people sign up we'll kind of dictate uh where we go uh tickets will probably be 400 to 700 dollars depending on your room or if you're sharing a bed uh you can split that in half and yeah, it's going to be a great time. So come on down, DLGCon, sign up. Yeah, that that includes like um, food, some food um, is that where you sleep in, and at least uh, Trulies or or white cloths. There's, there's yeah. too much Trulies. Yeah, there's always too much <laughs> alcohol and too much food around. So yeah. you know, don't worry about that. Yeah, um, yeah and. Uh, you want to talk about the ants last year, Amelia? Well, it was Texas, man. It's like, dude, I've never seen so many ants. We had like this big giant bugs out there in Texas. We yeah. had this big barbecue dinner, and before I go to sleep, I look, and there's just ants everywhere. There's ant- like, it's like the meme. Like, there's literally like I've never seen so many ants, and they're all working together. They're all so industrious. And then Emilio used uh, some chemical warfare to clean clean that up and. I think you're, uh, you know, you're from so far north. I, I think you have to deal with way less bugs than we do down here, down south, dude. I see a bunch of ants. I just haven't seen that many ants 
being so well we were right by a lake there's just a lot of bugs in that area okay yeah. <laughs> all right there were giant mosquitoes there was like there was just a lot going on out there so um just to reiterate like it's not that we're we're trying to get to the rockstar villa this is where we're leveling up we're tearing up right but we're not going we're not charging more if we get to the rockstar villa we just need more people but it's filling up quick like people are making the deposits um at this point i'm saying it's looking good for the rockstar villa and not just that go look at it by the way if you don't want to be there you i don't want to be with you uh it's fucking awesome um so yeah, we're just trying to get enough people. At, at this point, it's looking good, and we're running out. Of, we're going to run out of slots. Uh, especially, I don't think I've gotten this much money this quickly. Usually, people are always like, "Yeah, I'm in," but don't send the money. Now I'm I'm just getting money. So these are like secured slots, is what I'm saying. And yeah. They're not going to probably. And, give and them what up. are the dates and the deadlines here? Okay, so the deadline to show interest <clears throat> is the end of this month. <laughs> So if you don't get your deposit in or show your interest by the end of May, you're hooped. You're not coming. Sorry. At the end of May, depending on the deposits we have and the people who are interested, then we'll pick a house and we're locking it in. So uh, you have that. Uh, I like the I like the special features. Uh, can you run through them real quick? I can only see a little bit through your screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the special features of you know the Rockstar Villa, the the main goal, uh, epic as fuck, entire villa on a mountain, a swim up bar, slides with an eight foot pool and torches, <laughs> and a beautiful hot tub. Uh, there's air hockey, foosball, and pool. So if you get bored uh, and you need an excuse to play games with people because you don't know what to say because everyone's a stranger, you can play the those games. And there's a tennis course. And a putt-putt golf. You know, one of our favorite games as a community is mini-golf. And it's time to do it in person, everyone. It's time. I have heard Amanda talk about take a, talk about this eight-foot pool like it's like revolutionary. I, I don't know. Out here in California, they're like eight to 12 feet all the time. So maybe on the East Coast, they're a lot more shallow. I don't, I don't know. I got to talk to her about that. They're not as good as swimmers out there. <laughs> you can just stand up if you're dying just stand up <laughs> what i'd like to do is get a game going at dlg con that extends throughout the entire duration something mm. like risk or something that takes a long time where we play a little bit each day that'd be fun so, dude. i don't know i may try to organize something like that like a risk game where we can get a bunch of people involved and then like we we just kind of play here and there throughout the entire event. I think that would be fun. My my dream, I went to Calgary Expo and I played a Star Wars collectible card game, but not what you think. It's a card deck builder, not the classic um, okay. like magic style game. And it takes about 30 minutes to run and it's super, super easy and super cheap. I thought it would be cool if we did some sort of tournament on that because it's really basic, super easy to learn. And, uh, you know, the winner we could give, I don't know, maybe Emilio can... Spank him. I don't know. I don't know what a good. Uh... Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I got weird. I mean, yes, but whoa. <laughs> I, I don't know what a good prize would be. A firm handshake from all of us. I don't know. But. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So some tournament style game. That's a great idea, man. Um, we'll see. It's up to you, Bobby. You had the idea. Now you got to bring it home. No, my, my idea was a risk, but I do like this uh, Star Wars game. So you have these decks. Uh, yeah, I mean, it only comes with two decks, an Imperial and a Rebel. 
okay. and you build yeah, your be great yeah send awesome. me a link to that i'd like to check that game out okay cool all right that's what's great about dlg con you get the opportunity to play these tabletop co-op like versus games all these things that you, these in-person style games that you would never really get an opportunity to play at uh, elsewhere like how often do you get those opportunities not very often yep yep all right we've got a bunch of listener questions but before we do quick shout out to recycled 60 or i'm sorry 57 months of subscription yes on sir so he he started subscribing. I say this all the time, but he started subscribing right when we started streaming. So this is a good checkpoint for us. We're almost at 60 months uh, streaming, which is uh, four years. Has he our, been to all the DLG cons? Wait, is that four years? That's not four years. <laughs> My our, math is our growth over the four years has been insane. And we've learned a lot and our streaming game is we have no technical issues. No, <laughs> we, no. Well, we've gone through a lot of changes and that's about five years. Um, okay. First question is from Pyronical. Says Bobby, do you ever hear the kids you teach talking about games that you played or enjoyed, and then get involved in their conversation? <laughs> so first of I, all, you're wrong, kids. Yeah, I know. Uh, this used to happen a lot more when Overwatch was out because everybody was playing Overwatch, and that was like one of the few times where like the games I was playing kind of lined up with the games they were playing. But for the most part, kids are more interested in games that I have zero interest in. And it's a lot more scattered than you'd think. I mean, obviously there's the temple games like Fortnite. Um, a lot of them play Minecraft and uh, Roblox, but uh, you know, they, they don't really No, This has happened with other games as well. It's happened with um, heroes of the storm. I think it happened to you. No, I mean one time, but they they were only playing Heroes of the Storm because of some cross promotional thing. Because um, you made them, because I, I made them, it was homework. <laughs> this is this is remarkable <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah. But no, there was a cross promotion thing where you got a Genji skin in Overwatch if you played some Heroes of the Storm. They did all sorts of stuff to try to help that game out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what was the game? Some Undertale. Undertale. I remember. Uh, well, kids yeah. were really into. Um, but also too, I think I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I I don't teach anymore. I, I'm not in the classroom i don't work at a school site i work in the main office and i do mostly it stuff now he's a suit uh, now do you wear a yeah. suit to school or to work probably? i mean i try to keep the collared shirt but uh, yeah yeah um but yeah man i don't work around the kids nearly as much as i used to i've been in this new position for about a year and a half now um and i gotta tell you man it's pretty nice dude i mean i like the kids sometimes but oh, holy shit dude they are just like oh uh, was it also, a, so all in all, it was a good move in every way for you? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I thought like maybe I'd be less busy moving to this new position. No, nah, that's not the case. There's so much more to do in, in my current position. But um, it, it's easier because I, I'm not having to deal with like you know, 11-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. But, and how much um, – do you work from home a lot? Technically, I work from home three days a week, but that rarely happens. I almost always have to go out. Uh, I go into the office for something or go out to a site for something. Like, oh, it's pretty okay. rare. At, uh, go and say hello to the little people again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like going to sites. Though. I like going to different. I mean, we've got almost 200 schools in our district. There's yeah. a lot of them. And I like every time I have an opportunity to go to a new one that I haven't been to before, I'll always do it. Just so I like to see the school. I like to see how they do things over there it's i'm sure that'll wear off in time i'm sure that'll get really old but right now it's still kind of exciting 
But yeah, and it does, uh, it does kind of suck not being around the kids and like being like in on whatever they're all into. Uh, now that was kind of cool to uh, be aware of like the zeitgeist of uh, gaming, at least for kids that age. Yeah. Although I, I do still kind of see it a little bit in my current position. Like right now I can tell you there is this, I don't know if it's just here in San Diego in our district or elsewhere, but kids are crazy about chess right now. Mm. Teachers and chess is staff, making a comeback. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. huge right now. It's crazy. And like teachers are asking us like, can you block the, the site like chess.com and stuff? Why would like, you? Yeah. yeah, we can't, we can't really, but I mean, we could, but like, I don't know. Um, Anyway, it's just it's strange to me that that's like kind of this huge thing. Kids are just like all over chess. Dude, all the right? streamers are playing it. I get like uh, reels and TikToks when I'm scrolling with like millions and millions of views about chess openings. Yeah, like it's cool. Dude, if you go back like four years and listen to the podcast, there was a it was around it was right when I quit playing Hots, and um, I I started getting back into chess. And, uh, and I remember Ray was on the podcast. He's like, I swear to God, if you come in every week and start talking about chess, dude, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Ray was behind the times, man. Yeah, dude, no one knew it would make times. a comeback. Yeah, chess is it. I don't know if it was that TV show, uh, The Queen's Gambit or something. But, I th- uh, yeah, it all had uh, mounting interest. Was- yeah. But Bobby, I did beat you at DLG Con in three moves. So your chess game needs chess, some improvement. Yeah, dude, I'm not very good at chess. Although I did beat you at Scrabble, and you didn't know what dovetail was. I had to explain that to you. <laughs> I still, you still don't believe me that that's a real word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Everyone cheats sometimes at Scrabble. It's okay, I guess. I'm over it. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, didn't you guys both play shotgun chess last year? Shotgun chess? Oh, I played that with my like friend that? before, but not at DLG Con. Yeah, uh, it's maybe called something else, but it was more of a puzzle game, but with chess pieces. Oh, it was black and white. Remember yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. both played the, it? The, the Steam one. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, a chess roguelike, and they all had different moves. That one. Yeah, I like oh, that. Oh, I you're talking about a, the game. Yeah, it's not yeah. shotgun chess. It was, um, I don't know. It was something night or night something. That was a good yeah. game. Yeah. Shot, yeah. Shotgun chess is where you take a shot. Uh, every piece has a shot glass on top of it, and when that piece dies, you take that shot and the queen has a disgusting mixture of whatever grossness all this and more at the lg card <laughs> sounds terrible yeah all right Dude, what do we got bobby uh we got more listener questions another one from zap would you be interested if steam offered a rental system i've been using gamefly for the last six months and there's nothing better than beating a 70 dollar game at launch for less uh gamefly is still around i, I didn't know that man uh, yeah besides- that's been around forever Besides Game Pass, I didn't know that this was still a thing. Let's see what they have. This episode brought to you from Gamefly. Yeah, I mean, I oh, don't know. He's I don't on think console, Steam, though. Um, right. Maybe that's it. But I, I don't think would ever do a rental system, but never say never, right? Like, it could happen. I, I don't know. I might be interested in that, but I don't play games like most people play games. Like, I play a lot of games that, like, you know, Sea of Thieves, Heroes of the the storm, like games that I come back to and play a lot of, like, and I take large breaks from, but then I come back to them. I, I, I don't like play all the new stuff. And I, and I think like a lot of, uh, it's like Zap and Morconius. I know they play like the, the new AAA game that comes out They're on top of it. They play it, they beat it. Uh, I, I just don't do that anymore. I don't know why that is, but I have very little interest probably because I'm not a console gamer, but I just, I don't have any interest in like whatever the new title is. 
So it looks like they rent games and movies. Um, but consoles, controllers, arcades, new games, gaming collectibles. Uh, I don't know if you can play on PC. I'm assuming that you're playing a stream. I think this is kind of like um, what Stadia was uh, advertising, but I, I, I don't know. I would have to look more into this. Um, Pondbarian was the game. Oh, Barian. I, knew it. I, I, I knew it had like Barbarian in it, but yeah, <laughs> Pondbarian. Yeah, that one was fun. Yeah. But for 10 bucks a month, you get to play or rent three things a month, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could really take advantage of that, and that could be a very financially could be very financially successful for you, depending on what kind of gamer you are. I am just not the kind of gamer that would benefit from that financially. Yeah. So, if Steam did have a rental service, I'd like a good example of Sea of Thieves. Like uh, Cloud Motion bought that game for me on Steam. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I Game Pass wouldn't have worked for that game. Like. It would have just been like paying for a, a ten to fifteen dollar a month service just to play Sea of Thieves. Like that's oh, just over the years, came. you mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it just would have been better. I, like I, I took a large break from that game. I came back to it. Like it was very off and on. Now I'm like super into it. Eventually that'll end, and then later I'll come back to it. Like it's just. It's a better investment for me just to buy the game flat out. Yep, take that 10 to 15 get- bucks a month and buy the Plunder Pass, right? Yeah, which I did end up getting. I bought the Plunder Pass and I paid <laughs> way too much. Dude, the ship skins are so expensive if you get all the things. But I had all the coin, so I was like, screw it. I bought What it, else are you going to spend it on? Yeah, yeah. Maybe another cat, but um, yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> Which apparently you can shoot out of a cannon. Oh no! <laughs> and it goes round. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, imagine sailing along as someone shoots a cannon. At you. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I bought three more ships, but you you pay gold for that. You don't pay actual money. Um, and I did buy another sloop and did call it Sloop Doggy Dog. So yeah, they should uh, they should have a cats only DLC called the Pussy Pass. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. I chuckled on the inside, Amelia. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sometimes you reach for the stars and you don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question from, from Warconius. The two big consoles are planting a flag in PC gaming for the past few years. It's clearly part of their strategy. PlayStation versus Xbox. Who's brought the best games to PC so far? Who do you think has the best strategy in the long run? I mean, I think that's pretty fucking clear. Um, I think these Sony games, Sony has always coveted their games so much. They never port them. They never go anywhere. But, you know, it's kind of like Nintendo. I Nintendo's a little more... Um, stringent. I mean, you zero, zero of their games have ever been on anything else, but they're they're almost in their own class. They're almost like in the toy category as opposed to like the video game category. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, these massive like God of War coming over. Yeah, Sony's um, relying heavily on the titles. Like, I feel that's their strategy. But what I like that Xbox is doing is merging the communities. So there's a lot of cross-platform games like Deep Rock Galactic, like Sea of Thieves. 
And if you have a game that depends on a player base, it, you have to have a player base. Like you have to have people playing it. So if you can merge Xbox gamers and PC gamers and and combine that player base, like that's that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. You know, like Sea of Thieves, man. Like I, there's so many people playing that game that are on Xbox that I run into and – you know, who knows? I mean, if you look on the Steam page, you can see there's and there's like 23,000 people a day or so playing it on just on Steam, not even Xbox Game Pass. Um, combine that with the Xbox Game Pass players. Combine that with the actual Xbox players who are playing it on a console. Like, that's a big community. Probably 100K. Bobby, when are we going to hear some tales from the high seas, man? Like, you're putting in all this hour. Nothing oh, interesting man, is happening? I've been playing so much. Oh, interesting stuff's happening. I just don't – I don't know if it would be interesting to you. I'd, uh, I'm asking for it. It's in, Okay. This would give the people what they I'll want. I'll tell you a few things. Okay, so oh, I, I, I saw now. something I'd, I'd never seen before. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Not ske- now. No, sure. Oh, not keep now. going. Keep going. <laughs> so a skeleton ship, they, sometimes they'll just, like, pop up out of the water. They just rise from the water, and they'll start attacking you. And you'll hear the music before it happens. It's like this dramatic music starts and you're like, okay, we, we've either got a Megalodon or a skeleton ship. So a st- uh, I was playing with someone and a skeleton ship came out of the water and totally just free wheelied us. If you don't know what that term means, you, you weren't around in the 90s when free Willy came out, the whale jumps over the kid. I wonder how they did that. I got to watch that movie. Um, but anyway, the skeleton ship literally jumps over my ship. It comes up out of the water and just goes straight over us. It was the weirdest thing I ever saw. Anyway, that was kind of weird. That's pretty um, cool, dude. That's a very that, cinematic that moment. Cool. But last Friday, I talked some people into playing it, and um, we are having a good time, and I'm kind of showing them the ropes. And then Captain Gummy hops in, and it's like, oh, you guys playing some Sea of Thieves. And you know, he wants to get involved because he's played that game a lot. And then we end up playing and had a, had a really good run. We, we had a great time. Um, and I don't think he's played since you could buy your own ship and all that. So I got a feeling he and I are going to be playing a lot, a lot more. Um, you know, hopefully we can uh, catch each other at the same time. But uh, yeah, man, it's just uh, I'm trying to think of any other specific stories. Bobby, I, was I that, did, but, was that something that? scripted that that? That ship jumping over you, is that something scripted in the game? No, they're supposed to pull up alongside you, but there was like a rock that we're heading towards and the the AI ships, they'll always like avoid the rocks. Obviously, they'll never crash. Um, so I think it forced it to go in a different direction, like in T-bone us, but then it caught a wave at the right time. So it's just like jumped right off. <laughs> Yeah, was, shadow play that shit. That's awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And I was playing with a rando at the time, and he's just like, "That was weird." Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I did yeah, buy. He's got hours. He's got way more hours than you. I feel like. Yeah, he's played a lot of the game. So I mean, it's it's nice to play. I, I'm I'm finding now that I'm joining games with random people, and I have more experience than them, and I I'm just aware of like what to do and how to do things. I'm getting a better getting to be a better shot at the cannon. But I did buy two other ships. So I bought a brig and I bought a galleon, which I don't know if I'll ever really use that much. But um, the brig, I'm kind of proud of the names here. The brig is Briggy Smalls. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. I see the theme here. Yeah. And then uh, the Galleon. Okay. I couldn't get any like good puns. Megan the Galleon. Holy shit. Right out of. God damn. That one's pretty genius. I don't really know who that is. That's uh, I'm assuming like a Megan the Stallion. The Stallion? Megan the Stallion. I think I saw her on SNL or something like that. I don't know. New music. Anyway. Well, my Galleon's called Nautical by Nature. I thought that one was. Oh, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, old school. Not as good as mine that I came up instantly, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But dude, the galleons, <laughs> I do not like the galleons. They're so hard to control. They're just like these giant massive boats and they've got three decks and it takes forever to raise the anchor i i don't care for them man. how many it's, players can you put on one of those oh four and you need four if you don't have four like three people there's just too much work and there's too much ground to cover to uh, uh for three people in a gap well that's why i was thinking maybe six you yeah know? do you wish they would expand it to more than four players per ship um no i mean you can ally with other ships and do that but uh it, like they can join like hop on your boat and do stuff but i i think you know they still have a boat out there too that they're they're supposed to be piloting um but i i don't know man i think four is the right number but you have to have four good players if you've got like a player who doesn't know what they're doing and you have to explain stuff to them. It's just, it's not going to work because on a, on a galleon, it's so big. Like if you've got to go down and bucket water three decks down and then like repair, like it just takes so much time to do stuff that you can't waste time. And that's something I notice a lot with games in general. Here's the storm, sea of thieves, even, um, uh, alien swarm reactive drop is just like, it really comes down to not wasting time when you're playing these games. It's, it's all about like being super effective. And if you're slow and I'm not talking about just like slow to realize or, uh, things I'm talking about just slow to do things. Like if you don't know that like, okay, we're done fighting in this area, we need to move up and we need to move up now. So like two people move up and then two people are still in the back, just like, I don't know, doing whatever. It's just like, it's, it's not going to work, man. Like you've just got to you got to be fast in games. I feel like people, some people play games like real time games, like they're a, like a turn-based game or something. Like they take their time and it just, I, I notice it doesn't work a lot in a lot of these uh, games I've been playing recently. Like you just, you got to be on it. I'll be running a type tight ship. Keep up everyone. Don't yeah. fucking diddle doddle. No diddle doddling <laughs> on Megan the Galleon. <laughs> Megan Diga. The Galleon. I don't know if that would fit. Yeah, and, and pl- you can't make like um, uh, offensive names too. Obviously, it's, so I, I don't think Briggle Titties would have made it past their filter. But that was another idea I was throwing out there. Yeah. Not bad. Um, okay, another question from Morconius: Which of these celebrities has not done voiceover for Call of Duty? Will Arnett, Idris Elba, Ed Harris, Kiefer Sutherland, Ed Norton, or Sam Worthington? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't play Call of Duty games. I would guess Ed Harris. He seems the le- least likely to do that kind of work because a lot of people don't realize voiceover work for video games specifically is a way more work than any other type of voiceover work. Like you come in and they'll be like, okay, we're going to ne- spend the next three hours doing grunts. All right. And then we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll spend another three hours doing grunts. <laughs> you know. And I then we got uh, What was it? Joe Rogan. Like They kept, you know, Every year they would have him come in and do the voiceover for the EA. Uh, oh, UFC game. games? Yeah, UFC games. And he's like, no, I just told him no. It's just way too much work, man. It's just, yeah. you know, you're sitting there. Even more so than an animated film. It's just because that you have a script. In a video game, it's just like we need we need 300 types of grunts <laughs> that we can use for the for this character. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah! I don't know. Sorry. The last one was good. Let's do that, but a it little more uh, on it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's it's so much work. And I just feel like Ed Harris is not the um, 
he's like an older actor. I don't think he does much voiceover work in general. Maybe he does. He probably does a little bit, but particularly video game work. And like every every interview I've seen with him, he's always been like a a little edgy. Like he he doesn't seem like all that friendly. He just doesn't seem like the type of person to do that kind of work. Black Ops 2012, Bobby. You're fucking wrong. Sorry, I looked it up. I don't know. All right, so who's the one who hasn't done work? No, I didn't look them all up, dude. That's oh, okay. a lot of work. But so Ed uh, Harris has. <laughs> Bobby, you have your. Uh, I think I might have played that one. Black, wait, Black Ops, what? Twenty twelve. Yeah, that must have been the first Black Ops. Yeah. <sighs> okay, no, I don't think I played that one. Bobby, you have your finger more on the pulse of uh, Hollywood than I do, but I have heard that like um, animated films for big stars is like just kind of like a um, gravy. Like it's so easy to do and the money's so good that it's just like cherry on top of their career. Right. They just, yeah. And a lot of voice actors have like spoken out about that because they feel like they're taking work away from them. Yeah. People who are particular, like specifically voice actors, like um, the guy who voices Fry from Futurama, Billy West has talked a lot about that. Like, you don't know that guy. He's not in movies. You wouldn't recognize his face. Like you wouldn't really know him unless like I pointed that out. Like, Oh, he's, Fry from Futurama, but you know that his whole life is just like doing doing voiceover work, and he's all over the place on it. But then uh, there's been more of a trend. I think it all started with um, Aladdin in '93 when uh, uh, Robin Williams voiced the genie. Then it was just like, oh, we got to have a star in every animated film because that you know helps the box office. How about you don't make a profession? That an amateur can come in and just do it <laughs> on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I mean like, he does a lot of different types of – it's kind of like uh, the other guy, Maurice. He does a lot of video game work too. Um, he's uh, Hermes from Futurama, but he does like a thousand other things too. Like these guys do all sorts of character actors, background They're character work. actors, but like voice. Yeah. Yeah, voice. But they also do – they can do like leading – role stuff but mm-hmm. those are the roles they're losing because people want a big name attached to a project all right guys we have a lot of listener questions and I, there's no way to say this i need to buy a house i don't know i'm sorry it's uh <laughs> it's down to the wire it's house buying time i gotta i gotta skadoodle right. and we yeah, save we it short here yeah okay well yeah we can save these next questions for next week um we've got yeah we've got plenty of those we got a lot of listener questions this week but we'll put them off till next week uh Next week, I don't know what I'm playing. Definitely more Sea of Thieves, and I'll get into something else. XCOM 2 for me, and maybe some Tower of Sisyphus in retail. Age of Wonders 4 just came out, and I didn't buy it, but someone shared their Steam library with me, someone who was kind and and nice, so I'm going to be playing that. Nice, and then you'll have to delete it because you can't buy a house when you're playing Age of Wonders 4. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be too addicting, unfortunately. Hmm. All right, Bobby. I think you, since it's your song, it's your titties. I think. Is it or do I? I feel like I got to explain this song. I don't know how this works. So I'm picking the outro song for this week. I brought this up. I I think a few months ago we may have played a little bit. This song is Mechanical Man. It is from the original Command and Conquer game, which I played so much. And this song was always so weird and bizarre, and it sounded so obtuse in a video game. Uh, So we're going to hear a little bit of that right now. It's kind of a banger until I don't know what the obsession was with all these like uh, songs, like these early techno songs in like the late 90s, early 2000s to like add this really weird voiceover or narration to them. But there's a little bit of that here. So Mechanical Man. Oh, yeah, it does get weird. 
Starts off pretty good. All right, digging it. Now imagine moving a little pixel net around here. This is where we have the voice. Oh, you faded it out before. I cut it right at the fucking best part. Anyway, call, dude. That, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing you could have done for that song. <laughs> if you want to hear the full track, that's Mechanical Man, Command and Conquer, nineteen ninety six. One more thing. Uh, when we're watching, uh, uh, fucking, what is that show? What is the show with all the synth, Sam? No. Anyway, this is a great ending. Yeah. By the way. All right. I, I um, ended it on a button and you just killed <laughs> <laughs> synthetic titties, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.